0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Sparting One Hundred and Sixty EN podcast. This is a very special podcast today, boys. This is podcast number fifty. I special know. for us, not so much special on the uh, what we're going to dive into at least. But uh, anyways, fifty podcasts with under the Sparting EN name or One Hundred and Sixty EN name, I should say. Shout out to the Sparting One Hundred and Sixty guys, uh, but more importantly, shout out to the guys I have here on my panel. Starting off first with Nando. How are you doing, bro? Nando?
1: Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can. Are. Damn. I, I was like, I feel like every time you guys ask me how I'm doing this week, I'm like telling you I'm somewhat depressed because of Sporting. So I'm <laughs> sad. I'm down. I'm angry. But let's go ahead and talk about it, man. Let's let's get the bloods flowing.
0: Yeah, let's, get, let's, let's vent. This is going to be the venting. Another venting episode. <laughs> um... And, of course, next is uh, Christian. Christian, how are you doing, bro? Uh,
2: I'm doing all right. Um, we originally planned to do this yesterday, but ended up deciding to do it today. So I'm kind of glad that I had a little bit more time to digest it and uh, feel a little bit better about the situation, I guess, considering that we just watched uh, our rivals put 40 million uh, euros in the paper shredder um, and lose to a third division team. So I, I guess it could have been a worse couple days. Yeah,
0: agreed. It, def- it definitely lightens the blow. And uh, last but not least, uh, the man I came into Spartan 160 with, uh, Steph, how are you doing, bro?
3: I'm feeling much better. Uh, when we lost against uh, Befika for the Super Cup. I felt like shit. I quit it for one week, then I came back. Um, very typical of me to take it, take it to, you know, uh, such a defeating to the heart. But you know, I'm back again. I can't give up on my club. I love Sporting too much. So let's do it. Uh, the uh, the tie against Marítimo. Um, it's 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 a bad taste because it was the first game of the season. But if you look at the the history behind it, we actually haven't won in Funchal since 2015. So yeah, in the big in the big picture, it's not a bad result. It's just it sucks because. So far, we haven't won a game since the 5th of May, apparently, when we were talking about our flight. So yeah. let's do it. Let's
0: do it. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, like like Steph said, tied 1-1 against Maritimo this weekend at uh, Um Yeah, we haven't won there in four years. Um, and yeah, the last time we won was the second last game of the season. Um, of last season, I should say, which was... Do you guys remember who it was against? I, I completely forgot. Hmm, I don't remember, um, actually. Yeah, I mean, anyways, not important, anyways. But, um, but yeah, quickly before we get off to that, uh, just because we missed you, Steph, last week. Uh, quick, what were your thoughts back before the Meritimu game um, when we lost uh, against BeFica? What were your thoughts on on this upcoming season? On on where you thought Sporting might have might be able to finish?
3: Well. It, it's it's to tell the truth. It's way too early to tell. I mean, it's it would be extremely easy for me to be extra pessimist because we lost against uh uh five uh, yeah. nothing. That's, that's part of the past. I mean, we've won against BeFikia seven one and uh, other stupid results, and get the same thing. But you know, it's part of the past. So it's something that happens once in a while. I hope it's, it's just once in a while. Uh, yeah, but. The, Kaza has to man up and he has to be the ones making the decision. Not Uguiana. Uh, apparently the director of Sporting is the one uh, giving all the say-so of which players we should get. And the coach apparently he's getting a little bit fed up for him to say that it's not his fault, that Mateus spray the left and all that stuff. It, it just shows you that uh, at, at early stage of the the, the season, Kaza is already all over the place saying stuff that he shouldn't say. Or maybe you should say, and um, there's, there's there's a lack of communication between the upper management and the coach. Uh, so if he loses against Braga, I think he'll be in serious trouble. So, uh, but if he is looking great and Porto is looking shaky as well, they didn't prepare well this season. So um, uh, I think we we'll if if we don't improve, we'll be fighting for the third and fourth place with Braga, which Braga, Braga looks slightly better than last year. So that's my, that's my guess.
0: Yeah, fair. Um, all right, let's just hop into this, to the 1-1 uh, draw against Maritimo. Uh, starting 11 was Renan Ribeiro net, Christian Borja, Mathieu, um, Jeremy Mathieu, Sebastian Coatz, and Thierry in the back, in a back four. We had Wendell, uh, Eduardo Henrique uh, making his debut for Sporting and Bruno Fernandes with Marc Chacuinha, Rafinha, and Luis Felipe up top. Uh, Christian, I'll start off with you. What, did, what were your thoughts on the game, bro?
2: Uh, yeah, just to get back to uh, what you said earlier about the not winning a game since May 5th, I just looked it up. Uh, it was actually the third to last game of the season. It was that 8-1 thrashing of the sad boys. Um, so that was the last time we won a game, which feels like an eternity ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, the game. Um, yeah, it wow. started out, uh, you know, Decent, I guess, the opening minutes. Uh, Like Kaiser said, you know, I thought the first five minutes were good, um, which is a truly hilarious quote. um, Because the first five minutes were, I guess, decent. Um, And then immediately, Maritimo gets their first chance on a counterattack. Thierry Correa does not look good on that play at all. Um, And Matthew is kind of just, you know, just kind of hanging out because he he thinks Thierry Correa is just going to win the ball. Um, and then that defender, that attacker gets like a step and a half on him. And then they, Maritimo guy guy's in and Matthew is just never able to recover. And it's an easy one, nothing. Um, after that sporting, you know, continue dominating uh, the possession, but not really creating any chances, which is I think a theme that is going to be prevalent throughout the course of the season and going to be a lot of, a lot of the problems that we cause ourselves is just inability to create chances Um, and especially inability to create chances if Bruno Fernandes is not involved. Um, So we looked pretty hapless until uh, Bruno Fernandes finally, you know, got a shot on target at like the 20th, 25th minute mark. Uh, Their goalie made a nice save. Um, And off that ensuing corner, Bruno Fernandes, again, um, you know, uh, gets the ball going through uh, uh, off a too long of a corner kick, crosses it in, Coatz heads it. Um, Their goalie kind of makes a meal of it, to be honest. And uh, the game is tied up again. So, you know, in that time span, where were we dominating our possession? We weren't, you know, generating shots. Many team was hitting us off the counterattack, and they had a couple chances. Um, and then, you know, the rest of the game, um, you know, it was all right. We, uh, I would say the, the, like the first, you know, 15, 20 minutes of the second half uh, I thought were decent. We, had, we created a lot of chances. Um, you know, Rafinha had two great chances to, to score on his favorite foot as well. Um, he shanked both of them off target. Um, he's been pretty poor to start the season off. Um, I thought Acuna was shit again. Um, he had a couple chances as well. Um, didn't really capitalize. Weren't really testing the goalie either because none of our chances were going on target. I think we had 18 shots, three on target. That's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, and in the last 10 minutes, 15 minutes, we were very, very fortunate not to concede because we gave up a lot of chances. Matthew and Kowats were totally asleep for the last, um, you know, 10, 15 minutes. There was that one play where uh, Matthew and Kowats both managed to commit, like, grave errors right in front of the goal. Um, And the Maritimu uh, attacker puts a shot off target. But there was like four really good chances in those last 10 minutes for Maritimu to score. And, uh, you know, we realistically probably should have lost um, 2-1 or maybe tied 2-2. But we we didn't deserve to win this game.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um, Nando, what are your thoughts on the game?
1: Man, it's more and more clear that Sporting just – looks to play through Bruno Fernandes like literally 100% of the time. Um, it's more and more clear that a guy like Rafinha needs to get back to training the basics because he can't quite figure out how to go ahead and put some at the bottom of the net when needs to. You know what I mean? He had those two opportunities with those posts. So you can't you know miss one, miss two. Like, come on, man, a succession there. Um, it's more and more clear that what we've spent money on um, for quite a while and the players that we've brought in are essentially Useless almost like somebody tweeted about the 35 to 40 million that we spent. on some of these players have been hurt um, But so far they are not giving any clear indications that they're gonna be worth it uh, Vietto does not look like he's gonna add much of anything to the team um, Baj looks like a completely lost soul um, Just demoralized uninterested. Uh, the team does not play for him uh, He's just he's not He's no longer useful, to be quite honest, to the team. And the way this team plays under Kaiser, um, it's you know you got one or two good highlights there with uh, you know with Correa. Um, I, it, it, it's 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 frustrating to watch and, uh, and and try to figure out how and where this team can improve. Because like Steph said before we went on air, like is it because they didn't properly prepare in the offseason? Because that story and that narrative. Is what we used last season because of everything that occurred, um, but this year they actually spent the time, you know, traveled, did whatever a normal team would do for things like the preseason. They still look like they're not prepared. They still look too tired. Still look exhausted. They didn't have any preliminary games like Porto. They didn't have anything important to play for other than the super against Benfica. Um, and uh, like we talked about already, we've already gone on, what, at least 10 games in a row in all competitions officially that we have not won, 10 or 11, something like that. Um, so, Sporting to me is just is is just this lost soul that they play like it. You know, they'll win some, they'll lose some. That's the clear indication that I'm going to get right now going forward. And uh, we continue to act like Bruno Fernandes is going to be our, you know, savior every game. Like, it's either going to be a shot of his or a bit of magic from him and you can't play like that man in a team game 11 players on the field. You can't do that in sporting uh, Right now it has no ideas and Kaiser seems to be content with just kind of throwing out Whatever comes to mind and if it sticks it sticks. So this game to me was another indicator That we're not going or trending Towards something positive sure we have not won in Maritimo in several years now uh but that doesn't mean that we have to continue to not win in Maritimo. That that that's not Benfica, that's not Porto, that's not Braga. That's Maritimo. Um and Maritimo did in my opinion look better. They looked better, they created more clear chances and here we are, a draw. We gotta be happy with it because Porto lost, so at least we're one point ahead of one rival.
0: Yeah. And and you mentioned preliminary rounds. Thank God we didn't play preliminary rounds. I don't even want if we didn't win Tasa Portugal, I'm not even confident we'd make Europa League at this point. Um but anyway, Steph, um quick what's your what's your uh what, what was your thoughts on the uh one one draw against Manitimo?
3: Uh you know, considering all the facts actually it's a, it's a great score because we're playing like shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's true. I'm not joking. We could have lost towards the end of the game when yeah. Kaiser uh for some fucking reason decided to remove our whatever number six Eduardo. And he put, he put Wendell to replace him. So we lost the midfield. And then um, Maritim didn't win because uh, they don't know any better, to tell the truth. Um, but uh, overall, uh, when you have a player like Bajdosh that gives you 20-something goals, but he doesn't fit in the tactic of, uh, of Kaiser, then you got to sell the guy to tell the truth. You can keep him. Because he doesn't fit in his... Uh, tactic. The the players we have it's more for 4-4-2. So, with that said, uh, Rafinha, when he's supposed to uh, take a shot, he doesn't take the shot. When he's supposed to pass the ball, he he takes a shot. So, Mm -hmm. it's it's poor decision-making is making sporting go through the motions because when you have strikers that don't score like Rafinha, Rafinha missed Two clear chances of goal, and I believe Chris, is, Chris already said it. But you, you, have, to, you have to score th- those goals. That's why we pay you. We pay you for that, to, to, to score. When you don't, you put more pressure on the midfield, defense. And our defense is shaky. You could, you could see that it looks like Machio lost a step. Uh, hopefully I'm wrong, knock on wood. But he doesn't seem to be the same as last year. Maybe it's just he's not physically at 100%. I'll give him that much. Uh, but um, Bas Dost is not that he sucks now. It's that the the team is not playing for him. If we had Jardel in front of Bas Dost, he would be the same thing. He wouldn't score any goals because he's, he's what we call in, in the Portuguese India um pute en lança raiz. And when you have a player like that, if you don't give him... Decent crosses. He's not going to score. He's not like Luis Felipe. Luis Felipe, he pressures the defense, and that's more a player that uh, Kaiser likes, but he's burning his own countrymate to tell the truth. Um, Sporting went from a, a team that played for Bas Dost, and Jorge Zeus. I'll give him that much, realized that to a team that doesn't play for him at all, totally ignores his striker. Uh, forget about asking Basdorff to pressure the defense. He does, but he's limited. So I don't really blame the guy for that. I blame the coaching staff, which is not playing for him, not realizing the kind of players he has on this bench. Um, you can't transform someone that's 30-something years old into, into uh, a player that you like him to be. Um and like you guys said, if you look at the, uh, at, the at the squad team we have, I'm going to ask you a question. How many uh, right fullbacks do we have? Three. No, four. Count.
2: Brazier, Rostovsky, Correa. Okay,
3: what about uh, Brun Gaspar? Oh, yeah, I forgot he's uh, still on <laughs> the fucking team. <laughs> okay, exactly. How many strikers do we have? Three. Two Vieto is supposed to be the replacement of Brun Fernandes, yeah, yeah,
2: I guess, yeah, I yeah. guess.
3: Do then, technically,
2: garbage dog.
3: That's right. what Kaiser said. He said, he said, Brun uh, Vieto is supposed to replace Brun Fernandes,
2: yeah, he hasn't he played. Up the
3: so, we paid seven million dollars for a player that's supposed to be the substitute of Brun Fernandes. So, technically, we only have two strikers. So, now you're telling me that's not a poor preparation of, of the, the preseason. Not we to mention,
0: still, yeah, My name, we, we, had, still, we still have like five or six center backs too and like Andre Pinto and Petrovic and shit like that.
3: And mind you, I, I'm not saying poor yeah.
1: preparation in terms of like, you know, you know, not being physically, mentally trained and all that shit. You're right about the poor, horrific preparation in terms of getting the right players on the field. Yeah, yeah. That's for sure. Yep. These guys have at least been practicing and you would think that they would at least be prepared to play together and have different kind of strategies. They can't even do that. Sure, sure. Right.
2: To be fair, they still have two weeks to tie up all these loose ends, but it's like, we're playing games that matter, like, right now. Like, wh- why are you going to, like, fuck around for the first four weeks of the season? Like, have this shit resolved.
0: Yeah, exactly.
3: Exactly. exactly. exactly.
2: Especially, the like, I can only imagine the chaos
0: that this Bruno Fernandes saga, like, went on to do. So the fact that we were really, like, waiting on the last day, whether it was going to happen or not, and they still left that, like, out in the open, I think that also fucks up the team, too. Because then that sort of hinders us from doing any negotiations. Now us trying to sell Petrovic will probably get a lot less because teams will look at us as more desperate trying to collect even more cash. You know what I mean? And, And we still have to offload these players no matter what. So this is just, yeah, bad preparation in terms of like the players and how they play and bad preparation in terms of management and how they fucking try to organize this team. Anyway, is sorry that, for interrupting you, stuff.
3: No, no, no. That's cool. That's the way I like it. I like confusion multiple people talking in shit, you know? That's what's a good podcast. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, that's why we tied it against Meditim. You see a team that initiated the game with a lot of pressure. Like, and then, of a sudden, Meditim takes over and they score a goal. They want to blame the poor kid, U- U- Thierry Correa, for, yeah. for, for tying the game. Nah, the kid is good. He's just—he's gonna make mistakes, like like all of those uh, senior players that we have in our squad. They ma- they still make the mistakes. Exactly. So, so let the kid
0: let the kid make his mistakes. You know, I'd rather a kid make his mistake than a fucking like Diaby coming on like a twenty-eight, twenty-nine year old who should be not making silly mistakes like like you know letting his man go or whatever. I don't know. It's it's. Ugh.
3: No, no, I don't this I, club I, is so bad. I never at this point. I never blame Tiri T- 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 Correa. I mean he did yeah, lose for the, sure. uh, it wasn't a foul. Let's get that that out of the way. Uh, I saw the replay Juiz finale. It was not a foul. Let's stop making up bullshit. The referee mm. actually was pretty good. So we didn't tie the game because of uh of Maritimu or 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 the referee because we suck. Uh, another question I'm gonna ask you guys, how many wingers do we have? seven mm-hmm. so many <laughs> go ahead go ahead tell me all the names who's playing now who's your main wingers the main wing. the ones right now it's remote. only one
0: right now he's really only playing with Rafinha, or i guess a Cunha too
3: well he's yeah, more, is more as a, of a left back that's why he plays well as a left back fair I, yeah fair
0: um but yeah we drew diaby what else do we have Plata, Plata, Cabral, No, no,
3: Plata doesn't count because Kaiser does, is not counting on him. He's relegated to the under 23. He
2: yeah. hasn't loaned him out though, so I'm still holding out hope that he'll get some burn.
3: No, me too, but that's <sighs> yeah. but but there it is. We 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 thought by 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 um, acquiring um, Kaiser that he would go with the youth but it, it seems like someone is, is telling him otherwise, no, uh, you're going to do what we tell you to do. I don't think Kaiser's is being Kaiser. I think the upper management, either the president or Vienna, one of those two cats, they're telling him what to do. Because he came from an Ajax academy. And we all thought, eh, he's going he's gonna to play the youth. He's not doing that. I mean, playing Thierry Courreille because our two main right backs they hurt, Vitovsky and Rosier, which he just came back, that's a poor excuse. Because <coughs> there's no other youth playing. Which other? Which, no, no other one. Which, Miguel Luis? No.
2: Kamash has been hurt.
3: Kamash has been hurt, but I don't know if he's going to get a lot of burn.
2: Dumbia. I mean, he seems to have warmed
3: to Dumbia, at least. But Dumbia is not part of our academy. True, true. true. Yeah. So all I'm saying is is not being Kaisi and he's taking orders from somebody else so he's not going to last too long and I think, you know, Sporting has to actually, to tell the truth is uh, revamp the whole the, the whole fucking uh, chart the org chart and say listen, we need to give more power to our coach and let, let him decide who we should buy and stuff like that. Do you think he's, he's, he's the one saying, hey, I want this player or that player?
0: No, no, I think, I I even think Verandas kind of made it clear that he, he, like, the manager will never, under him at least, pick the players, because he talked about, in, in the, like one. At least he talked about some scouting, um, what was it, like, it's like some scouting technique or some scouting team or some shit like that that he was building, so it, it, it His, wouldn't make, like, Roel and stuff like that, he, they're working all for the scouts, I don't, Manuel I Manuel Fernandes is a scout too,
2: and that guy exactly, like, he's Yeah, half delirious. Bro, are
0: oh, you, uh, met...
3: you talking about the performance uh, bullshit? Uh, Where they comp- compile all the the statistics? Yeah, it was something like that. He talked about that during the elections. I can't remember
0: what it was exactly, but something around those lines. Yeah, it was like performance, and then he looks into attitudes and shit like that too. But um, I don't know. It was like st- there was just like stats on players or some shit like that. I can't remember exactly what it was though. Well,
2: and- Steph, so to, to your, for your point as well, like if, if, if Kaiser isn't fully 100% calling the shots, canning him as a fall guy is, is like the perfect setup for the people that are calling shots and are actually fucking it up.
3: Yeah. So let me ask you something. So if we have a new coach, that this is why I was telling you that if, if Kaiser for some reason doesn't survive and he gets canned. That's why I was saying you the perfect fit for the for this administration is going to be the old Jose because he knows all the players, he knows how Sporting wants things to be run, uh, he's part of the scouting department, he's been at Sporting for a long time, so he's going to be the perfect the perfect fit and he's going to have some say into it because he's part of the scouting department. I
1: don't I don't believe that that's going to make it any better though because he's like it's that narrative that if we continue to go with da Gaza, that's more of the same. More the the like. Unfortunately, I feel like that's just going to put us back on the same damn track. That's just my take on the matter, man. I I really fear that.
3: I'm not saying he's a perfect pick. That's he wouldn't be my first pick. I would prefer Sealas to the Bull Nets. I think yeah.
2: So. If you yeah. need to grab a guy on short notice, I I agree that he'd probably be the top candidate. But then it's like, all right, do we just roll with him or do we try to find someone else now? You know.
3: But that's somebody I, else that, that somebody else will say no. You know why they'll say, fuck you. I mean, I can make the calls which players I want to I pick. No, yeah. no, no top coach will say yes to that's Sporting true. because they won't agree with the mentality of this administration that we pick the players for you. I, I, I'm not a coach, I'm just an idiot, but I would say no, by the way. <laughs>
0: You're not an idiot, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I get it. No, I'm 100. percent Yeah, that, you're 100 percent right there. Who would say? Uh, even Seal Cil- like a guy like Sealish. Cil- okay, he shouldn't ever uh, reject Spartan. but a guy like Sealish could easily say like, "No, I wanna, I want more of your." Or maybe he could have, um, uh, like Marino did it with uh, with Moyes or something, where he talked about how he wish he uh, Moyes didn't sell or how Van Gaal didn't sell uh, Depay. For sure, Asilias, if he would come in, I bet Asilias would be like, "Oh, I, if we had a guy like Matheus Pereira, uh, what can we do?" You know, and we just sold him off to West Brom. Like we talk about as many wingers as we have, but look at the the players that we sold, like we're, we we can say uh, Matu's maybe you know hitting that age where he can't perform, but then we sold a guy like Demidal and now he's at Ju- Juventus. It's it's just so many. It's mistake after mistake, and it's all just finally coming like to the forefront no game no g- game one again since may a preseason without any wins uh a, a five nothing slapping of arrivals and now we can't even go to maritimu and just stop a fucking trend and and at least get the first three points of the season like we're not even up for it then it, it's ah it's just so frustrating sorry for this little rant but just so frustrating um but anyways so so we were saying about kaiser do you really think he's going
3: to go anytime soon stuff i think i think if if we lose at home it's supposed to be uh a decent a decent crowd uh i think if we lose against Braga and um braga is actually looking pretty decent. they won against Muradins three one and watched uh uh the second half and uh they seem to be in good shape and Broby
2: too as well big yes, win 4-2 yeah, on the For the
3: Europa league um it's not going to be an easy game. I, of course, I hope we win, but if we have to make adjustments, let's do it now. But like I said, it wouldn't matter if we can uh, Kaiser because the next coach we we be told what to do as well. So we have to change the upper management. That's where the problem is. You, you could you could say okay, let's get Sealers, and then hey, you come Sealers, and the Vienna will say, hey, we still. We can quasi seeing and sing and sing and sing, sing. So we're gonna have the same problem anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, but anyways, I guess more back to this game. Um, we did see at least two debuts, uh though one was very uh very short uh in Vieto. But uh I wanted your guys' opinion on uh how you think Eduardo Enrique did. Um uh Christian, I'll start it off with you. What do you think, dude?
2: Uh I think he's just Totally average, um, slash below average. I wasn't really impressed, uh, with him at all. He didn't stand out to me, really. Um, it, I mean, honestly, he was probably one of the worst on the field, and that is a pretty impressive accomplishment considering everyone was pretty bad. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's he's not it, so. And we spent like five mil on him or three point five three point between three point five and five so um yeah definitely not not a uh, not a six and definitely not good enough to start
0: yeah um and uh i guess nando what what are your two thoughts on on Eduardo,
1: Enrique, and, and Ziato, i guess um Vieto completely think that he's useless. <laughs> like I, I'm not trying to, you know, be that dude who's just going to sit here and bash the team right now. Honestly, man, I'm I'm trying to find some positives here. What do you uh, think his
2: best position is, honestly? For for Vieto? For real? Yeah.
1: Dude, I, I it's so hard to say because he look he he he's like one of those weird players that just kinda like wander around the field in, in the you know that top third, you know, that they're kind of like want to fall back behind uh, you know, the striker, but also kind of wants to make moves towards it. I, I I saw him at least my impression was that he played right winger a lot during the last game. You know, he kept following that side of the pitch. So I wanna say that he'd be a good or maybe a better a better supporting player to the attack there. Maybe, maybe an eight. I, I, I yeah, dude, he's not a striker. He's not a striker. He's he's isn't you know, he's not a bajdos He's maybe like another Luis Philippe, you know, if, if he's having a good day offensively, I guess. Or he's gonna replace Rafinha um in certain different you know strategies. Um, but I I, I don't think he's uh Mamaj Valia, if you will. I, I think that he's you know, he just got a, kind of got thrown in there in the in the business side of things for after the what the Martins deal, right? That's when we got him. So, mm-hmm. I, I, I he doesn't improve things, guys. He doesn't he doesn't bring anything to the table. That's like, oh, okay, let's bring him in because now we're gonna go ahead and and have a better option. He's not fast. He, you know he's just an average dude, average dude, and may do some decent things here or there, and probably most likely won't. Um, Eduardo, on the other hand, I think he's okay, man. Um. I need more time to to really see him to to grasp a good a good impression of the guy. I had nothing negative or positive stood out with him. I think he was fine, but but to me, like off the bat, Vietto just looks like he's just he's out of his league. There, he just he looks uninterested. And Spartans tried to get him in the past, and I think it was kind of like one of those we just got to get somebody to keep the supporters content, or at least off our back for a little bit.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I don't really have any other really questions, guys. Like. The only – so many question marks on this team, but, like, um I don't really know what else to say right now.
2: What did you guys think of that uh Matthew handball in the second half?
0: Yeah, I, I, I didn't catch the game this week, so uh I'm going to step out on this one. I, Steph, I think, what did you think?
2: I thought that the VAR did a good job because it was a handball, but he was just outside the box. So realistically, it should have been – if the ref called it, like – Say the ref called it as a PK, he would have had to give them a free kick from, like, 19 yards out. But it definitely was a, a clear handball. His arm was out. But I saw some people, like, mostly rivals, like, bitching on Twitter. But, like, he, he wasn't in the box. It, it shouldn't have been a PK. But it was a handball, though. Mm.
3: Yeah, he wasn't in the box. Because I saw the replay and the juice final. They do a pretty good job. They, they have a cameraman that uh, is, like, a ways with computers. And they froze it when the, the ball hit, hit his hand, and he was outside the box.
0: All right. Well, good, good to see that uh, we're not buying games, guys. <laughs> 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 um, what did you guys think about Rafinha as well? like, Do you guys really think uh, under a new manager maybe Rafinha could grow a bit? I've seen there were um, some tweets on that. Or do you just think he just him, needs man. to – that's in him, eh?
1: I, I think that's him, dude. I yeah. I honestly that I think that's just his personality, his 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 gameplay, man, his his style. Like we talked about it last week, right? The guy runs with his head down majority of the time, right? I mean, what's a coach gonna do? I'm sure yeah, this your coaches are really like put your head up and and just be more aware of your of your supporting players. Um, I think it's one of those things we're gonna have to get the good with the bad from him. We're gonna get the moments where he just goes on a on a complete rip down the line there and something magical happens or something good comes from it. But we're also going to have moments like that where we're just like, how did you not score that? Like, wow, why yeah. aren't you finishing? Why are you doing this? You know what I mean? Because
0: like, there was about, like, two, three chances that, like, I, I'm seeing from the highlights that Rafinha could easily have buried. And and uh, not to mention, there was other, like, complaints from, like, other Spartan friends I have saying how Rafinha, we didn't win this game because sort of because of him because he just didn't put things away. He reminds me a lot of Jelson Martins, you know? where he's a, He's obviously a talented, skillful player, good technically, but... When it comes to finishing, whether that's you know putting the ball in the back of the net, maybe Jelson's a better passer of the ball. Um, I'll give Jelson that, but uh, you know, Hafinga is very much like like another Jelson in the squad where um, he can go on and do what? like brilliant, but he just uh, he just he just can't finish. There's no end product to him. There's nothing that you know like a a, a proper crack would have. You know. Um, what do you think, Steph? You think, it's, you think it's Rafinha? You think it's the management, the playing style? Uh, what do you think of that?
3: Well, um, comparing him to Justin Martins, Justin Martins was better in the inside going towards the middle. He was better than uh, than Rafinha. So I think at this point in time, this is what I think. I'm not an expert. Again, I'm an idiot. Um, it, there's, I have no feedback from no one from the club. All I know is Denny, Saldana, and Chris, and, and Nando, and, and regular people like us. But the the players, they're not getting the message from Kaiser. They're not getting it. So we look like a team, like we say in Portuguese, say, hey, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. We're not following any tactic. we all over the place. You have players that like Rafinha and even Giovanni, even Camacho, I saw that in the preseason. When they're supposed to cross the ball, they're not crossing the ball. They take a shot. I've said that a little bit before about Rafinha. But if you look at the overall picture of, of our preseason, that's the mistakes we made most of the time. We, we're not making the, the right decisions at the proper time. If you look at a, a, of all the big clubs in Europe, everyone won. 5 nothing, 3 nothing, 4-0, nothing. Uh, Manchester United, Manchester City, um, um, you know, Paris Saint-Germain, everyone won our rival, Befique. they won 5 nothing against us and 5, nine, five nothing against uh, Pastor Fred, they're looking good. Uh, because they, they have a coach, Brun Lange, I hate to say it, but he, he's one of the best coach, if not the best coach in Portugal, in beating the game. Um, so against, against us, na Supertassa, he saw that uh, Kaiser adopted the, uh, the 5, five three, 3 tactic we had, I believe, uh, with five defenders. And in the second half, he adjusted it, and then we, we got killed, we got smashed. And Kaiser didn't do anything. He just looked like he didn't know what to do. He has his tactic, and that's it. He's got two tactics. And he doesn't know how to beat the game and change it. In the, in, when the game is going on, sometimes you have to change the tactic. And, and that's why I think Kaze is losing the battle and where Bruno Leis as a young coach that knows the Portuguese league quite well, that coached the youth and coached the under-23 team. And now he's a, he has a nice blend of, of the youth and experienced players together. And you could see they have few jogo. Uh, it flows. Their game flows. Our game is like... In in waves, you know, Sulavanks. So we're not playing well. Sometimes we play for a few good minutes and then we completely lose control of the game. And like you said, uh, our center backs, they're playing horrible, horrible. Um, So, me personally, I think we should change the coaching staff ASAP. But like I said, the coaching staff, the new coaching staff, should put their foot down and say, we want to have the say-so. And if, if I want to get a player, I'll tell you which one. I'll work with the scouting department, of course. I'll see what kind of binder they have and which plays they're looking into. But I want to see myself as well. I want to have some say-so. If If it's not the case, it's going to be a, a really long, ugly season and a lot of fans of other clubs making fun of us, except for the ones from Porto because they lost today. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the only solidarity we have is that they suck with us. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But that
1: could be dangerous, man. Keep thinking about that. We're so used to that idea that no está like when we're not doing good, what do we f- always fall back to? But is Benfica or Porto also not doing well? And if one of the two are not doing well, then we're like, eh, okay, but it could be worse. You know what I'm saying? I think U- it's, U- think it's U- only like Sporting that. Dutacho. I didn't even talk to my dad this weekend about fucking soccer because I knew I knew it would come out of his mouth. That like, I'm a supporter já viste? Não está se tão mal no sport. E o Porto perdeu, e o Porto é suposto ser campeão, é candidato ao título. I'm like, fuck out of here with that shit, dude. That that is so old, antiquated, like stupid, like real dutashu kind of mentality. You know what I mean? Um, like. We need to, like, go for the kill, you know what I mean? If we can't win this damn title, like, let's be better, you know what I'm saying? Let's come out of here and go for second place and, 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 and gravitate towards something positive. But instead, so many Sportacistas are like, eh, but, you know, hey, Aeroporto, no got champions, bye. Eh, and, and they spent more money. Well, could I fuck it, man.
0: <laughs> man, I, I sympathize with that mentality only because I, I understand that Sporting has bad, been bad for so many years. And for like, it's usually just us that's bad, and our two rivals are pretty good. You know what I mean? So when one finally sucks, just like us, we're like, "Hey, fuck it!" <laughs>
1: oh, I'm happy
0: that they lose. Like,
1: I root against Portugal, you know, Europe or no Europe. I'm 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 not yeah, yeah. Us, but same. I'm not part of that whole like, let's root for them because they're Portuguese shit. No, fuck them. I want them to lose every game. But the thing so- is.
0: Look, being like, in the coefficient would help Yeah, bro. To I mean, be to, Sporting the way I we're don't give a recently, shit about that. Look, I'll never Sporting, see Sporting back in Champions, you know?
1: Look, if Sporting going to go to the Champions League, let them go to the Champions League because of their own merit. Yeah, not because yeah, Porto yeah. or Benfica were good enough that we piggybacked off that shit.
3: True. Well said, man. Yo, bro. All, all I, all I got to say, I totally agree with you. I'm not saying that it brings me joy that Porto is struggling because actually I wanted Porto to win. It would bring more points to our, we would have eliminated the Russian team and gotten, and gotten closer to them to the sixth place, win seventh place of, uh, of the ranking, of the Europa uh, uh, ranking in clubs. So, but all I got to say is, sporting with this team and this coaching staff, I don't think our team is that bad, but we're not ready for this marathon. The, the, the Portuguese league, it's how many games? 34 games, am I correct? And yes. Yes. The 18 teams, 17 plus 17, yeah. it's 34. We're yeah. not ready for to win a championship, a, a, a long, long haul championship. We're not. We don't have the team for such. I have to tell you, we might win a cup, you know, like we we done the, the last year, but our team is not prepared for that. Not for the long haul. Um, we we didn't take advantage of the market. We don't have a lot of money. I understand. But if, if we're gonna play the way we play now, I'm gonna say it again. Then play with our youth. That's it. Yeah, agreed.
0: agreed. Agreed. I don't know why um I even I think I tweeted this out earlier this week. I, I see like teams like United and, and Arsenal and, and uh Chelsea two three teams that are all battling out really for one Champions League spot, uh and have a lot more to lose financially, I at least than Spartan do. And they're not, they're not afraid to play their youth and, and, and Spartan, you know, for having one of the better academies in the world, at least, you know, reputation wise, um, we've been really afraid to play the youth, especially in the last two, three years. Um, again, you know, seeing as uh, the tra- the transfer window is almost gone and, and, um, you know, at least the, tr- the English windows is uh, done. Um, I see, I don't know why we don't, play you know or, or bet on guys like Mateus Pereira I don't get why we've loaned out Daniel Braganza we need a six uh I don't know why we've loaned him out to, to a second division uh, team on on top of that um Plata tore up Braga's U23 team you know he he's he's miles ahead of that league and that level I don't see why we're not risking him why don't we play him I, I mean Uh, Diaby has yet to really be a a solution for us even last season I don't I don't really recall him coming off the bench and scoring us a big goal or 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 two Um, of course he's had a few good games but aside from that he hasn't really resolved the game I mean Jovan Cabral uh, last year tore it up as a super sub we just forgot about him afterwards Um, man this whole youth situation too Miguel Luis barely touches the field like this whole youth situation is starting to scare me too because it, we're not even thinking about winning now because, or, or maybe we are thinking about winning now, but, but we're, not, we're not really accomplishing that goal. And then we're also hindering winning tomorrow with, with not playing our youth, with not letting them, uh, you know, make their own mistakes. And I, I speak as that as a fan too. I'm already seeing people kill, my dad being one of them, funny enough, killing Thierry uh, Correa for, for, for that first goal. And it's like, you know, if let's let's play. Let's fucking if we're not going to win this year, let's at least fucking prepare for next year with some of these kids.
3: I, I agree with you. And but, you know, you know, what's uh, you know, what's about to happen? What's that? It's, it's something so fucking negative that you guys are going to hate me to for reminding you. The longest th- the longest that a club hasn't won a championship in Portugal was Football Club Porto, 19 years. <laughs> so we are about to, about to tie oh. and then possibly fucking even beat that fucking record of twenty, 20 years and plus.
2: Hey man, it's been 19 years since Boa Vista won the title.
3: Uh oh, Bo- Boa Vista, now all i'm saying is this is pretty bad for a club that says that hey we are, we are one of the three big teams i mean i don't even know what to say to my to my son to tell the truth it's 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 becoming even more and more difficult to convince our young nephews and, and kids to 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 be a sportingista when we never win um they're not blind they see what's going on my son is i'm asking him every fucking month are you still sportingista Yes, daddy, I am. Because, you know, losing against me, Fika, it, it was pretty bad. I turned off the TV when we were losing 3 nothing. And um, all I got to say is if Sporting doesn't do something, I don't know. To tell the truth, I think Fernandez is going to have to resign. Um, he's, he's not the president that that I think he's overwhelmed. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know what to say when we lost against Benfica, Eu preocupado não estou. I understood what he was trying to say, but at that time that's not what the Sporting is wanted to hear. No. And then against Marítimo, he's uh, que ele estava a fazer com as mãos a rezar e oh, não Mano, estava a rezar, meu. <laughs> então, se, se não está preocupado, porque que está a rezar? Yeah. Ah. It's either one or the other, you know? Não you can he looked ridiculous, and then the cameraman picked up on it. He was just of, of the coin.
1: yeah. Yeah, and then you get the picture of Kaiser doing it too, and shit. Yeah, uh,
3: but, and and that's and that's the thing. We just the week before, so, so it's two people they extremely too calm. Oh, but, did, they, but also,
1: guns. and not to control, bro. Did you see this? The figura that Gajo guys who Manuel Fernandes continues to be on the I TV's, know. bro. Like that shit's like worse and worse every week, man. I know. Uh,
0: I Every week, I'm. It's I get literally,
1: dis- it's 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 cringeworthy. It's cringeworthy.
0: I get disgusted that I took a picture with him when I was in New York every week that passes that this guy opens
1: his mouth. He 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 (laughs) (laughs) literally sounds like that guy that just he's so concerned with losing his ordenado. Like, he's so scared that when another Brun Carvalho or somebody comes in and tells him that he needs to go because he's one too many at the club, that he's, like, freaking out and just saying shit for the sake of saying it. Like, hey, guys, look, man, you can continue to pay me my salary because I still say shit that's maybe, you know, going to make it on the news.
3: Mm -hmm. Hey, he's making, like, a thousand bucks per show. kidding me? Yeah,
1: Spartan has way too many dudes there at for years that are making oh, money off of Spartan. Yeah. That's why the yeah, shit
3: happens. Yeah. No, but when he's one he's a commentator, he makes a thousand per show.
1: Oh, and then don't forget you Eduardo Barroso too, bro, or what that fucker is? Eduardo José? What, no, uh, what's his
3: name? Yeah, it's, it's Corna. Cool yeah, yeah I the fucker with the, that does
1: the the <laughs> catering.
3: Yeah, it's kind so um, of garage. Yeah, the motherfucker yes.
1: just come in lately and back... So, when Brunker Barrio, he said the same shit. Then Brunca Barrio leaves, another person... Now, Verandes, he says the same shit. It's
3: like... This, they all this show guy up made, when they he need made, to. He made millions with Sporting. He's, he's saying shit about our club. You just another one. He's a piece of shit, too. Yep. I
1: yep. mean...
3: You know, Spartan is struggling, but it's not the time to to start, you know, saying shit like that.
1: But that's okay because the the older generation, that's fine. They're used to these people. They're, they're it's convenient. It's it's trusting. It's comfortable. They see them. They understand it. The narrative is over and over being played over and over and over. They hear it. They believe it. They live it, and therefore Spartan is going to continue to say and live that same bullshit, dude. That's the problem. Is the the culture, dog? The culture has to change and when the culture continues to be the same shit, the same way, and told push on mesmo lado just to those, you know, select group of people, I mean what can you do? You can't. You know, you're sporting is gonna continue to be that club that, you know, wins a title, hopefully we can win one or you know, this year, next year. But one every one, every twenty years. You know what I'm saying? Just to say it, we stuck one in there.
0: We're still yeah. a big club. Mm. Yeah.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, the you club know, you, very, you win
1: the Tasa de Portugal, and everybody's like, Bish, well, the, the club, uma taça.
3: There's a lot of Sporting they want to see Verandas uh, fail. And, yeah. and uh, United, that's, well, I think he's overwhelmed. I think him and his administration, they're really overwhelmed, and they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And now you could see it. You could see it now. But anyway, let's move on. So Guimarães contra maritim, was a game that sucked. Um, anything else, Danny?
0: I mean, I think you summed that up perfectly. It just sucked. It just sucked. Um, yeah, let's let's. Uh, we spoke about Kaiser. I was just about to touch a little bit also on the uh, the transfer window, um, quickly on on your thoughts on uh, so the English transfer window ended. Um, Bruno Fernandes was linked to almost every English team under the sun. It started off with City. There were strong links with United. Tottenham came, you know, pretty hot and heavy towards the end, apparently. But he ended up staying. Um, reports that nobody reached the uh, 70 mark that that Fernandes uh, was after. Um, I just wanted your two cents on uh, on how you guys feel about Bruno Fernandes staying and if you truly believe he'll stay for the season, or do you think uh, Sporting will still try to? you know, reel in uh, a a Spanish team, uh, an Italian team to uh, scoop them up. Um, Christian, I'll start with you.
2: Yeah, I mean, so basically the only teams that, you know, realistically have the financial resources are the the top clubs. So the Real Madrid, the PSG's, the Juve's. Um
0: AC Milan came out today apparently AC, or yesterday with Yeah, um, but they
2: wanna do some bullshit swap, yeah. forty mil plus Andre Silva. Andre is not worth thirty thirty mil.
0: But that
1: um, reeks, that reeks a Spartan fucking yes, dude. it's it so disturbing. It reeks the perfect setup for Spartan to say yes. Um, I'd honestly does.
2: take Andre Silva. I think I would too for more money. A, he's in a funk. Um he you know hasn't really had a successful spell in a couple years, but I mean, we, we literally have, n- I could play up top and <laughs> turn in Dust performances. So, I mean, it would be, it'd be cool to have him, but like, we're 30 mil, like, what the fuck, dude?
0: Uh, yeah, agreed. But, I, I mean, how do you, how do you see him, how do you see Bruno Fernandes, put, do you think he'll have a, a captain's performance again this season? Or do you think he'll, uh, he won't have as much, uh, as much turnout as he did last season?
2: I mean, he might not have the same, you know, production numbers-wise, but he'll have the same influence. Like, if he doesn't score or assist, we're not going to score. Yep. So, I mean, if we have 56 goals this season, that means he'll have, like, 45 contributions to those. So, Or if we have 39 goals, then his numbers will be down, but he'll have contributed to all of it, so... I think he's eventually going to get pissed off too. Um, Maybe he'll kind of start rebelling a little bit. Um, You know, he apparently he was like knocking down Verandas' door as like the midnight deadline loomed, like begging him to take that Tottenham offer of sixty plus ten. So I mean, he, I think he probably wants to leave. I mean, who the fuck would want to stay in this fucked up situation right now, especially to make a lot more money too have that international exposure. Um, you know, he feels like he's done. He's done what he could. You know, he's been the captain. He came back. Like, he's like, I did all this shit for you guys. Like, you owe me this now. And we're like, nah. So I could <laughs> see like a a, a like a kind of, you know, divisive relationship um, developing there as well, which is yeah. bad for the team because we, we would need him, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and especially if if that does ever become
0: public too, that just drops his price tag a lot more, um, and it, and it proves that. Do you do you really does any do any of you realistically think we'll ever see another seventy million offer? There there's been a lot of talks that of no. uh, us, yeah. So wh- why do you say that, Nando? I,
1: I just don't, I don't um, believe and trust the front office. Um, I mean, if you think about it this way, if you are a team wanting Bajda, or I'm sorry, not Bajdas, wanting um, Bruno Fernandes, right? You want the guy? Sporting says I want at least 70 million. You see Sporting losing 5-0 to Benfica. You see Sporting not being in the Champions League. You see Sporting's history of not being able to sell guys for top tier money. Okay, Wh- why would you be the team? That starts that president of being like, all right, let's start negotiating for lots of money. Like, why, right? So if you're the team that has the money, and you're talking to the team that needs him, but also financially has shown to not be well off, you know, not not in the champions, they're not winning games. He's pissed off, or he's most likely going to be pissed off. He's going to put the pressure. They're spending money to keep him there because they just have to, you know, pay him. What is it, five million, right? To keep them for 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 the season if they don't sell them or if they rejected that, yeah. that contract. Well they are offering that right. Yeah. So 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 why would you why would you pay him or pay Spartan 70 million? I wouldn't. I would not. I would complete I'd continue to lowball and force Spartan to put together a string of results in which um you know they 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 recover their their bargaining chip and 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 say listen man you know, we're doing well. We don't need to sell him because we're gonna produce a good end result and make money. So, but 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 what what indication exists? You know, what what indicator is there that says Spartan is going to do that this year, especially after the season's the way we've started? So no, I, I totally see Spartan selling him um, by the transfer window, especially if Spartan just has another one or two bad games, doesn't win. Um, you know, I totally see that deal for like uh, Andres Silva, man, in which in which the president could come up and say, Oh yeah, we still made forty million or thirty five million and we got a good player for him, and they're gonna use that as a way to close, you know, from all the other, you know, sauces and shit. So no, I, I thoroughly do not believe Spartan will sell him for seventy or more. I think I said that before the season ended too. I, I, I don't think they will. I just don't see any capable They're not capable, bro. Uh,
0: yeah, them being capable, I don't think so either. Um, <clears throat> I think uh, I agree with you. I think if if we want to see those numbers again, um, either we sell him in the next two weeks to uh, a top whatever, like like we were mentioning, one of those top teams, or uh, or um, he has another you know crazy season, um, and then teams are are forced to sort of reach that um, if he you know if he really proves it again. It's not um, even that much, though. It's not, yeah. It, in this market, like, it's not. I mean, Her- Maguire is a, a decent defender, and he went for eighty.
1: So, I it's mean. not that it's a lot of money, guys. You got to look at it. It's literally just our history. <laughs> it's it's more these teams are playing with the fact that Sporting does not have, you know, good relations with top agents or you know the charge men's of the world, um, and teams know that in this day and age of of soccer, of football it's all about who you know and your connections. Most of these top uh, transfers all have Jarzman's hands all written all over it, or at least some sort of top tier, you know, uh, agent organization. And when you know that one team is just known for making bad trades and bad sells and this, that and the other. Uh, and on top of that, you know, Christian talked about earlier, like he may have still a great season, right? He, he, you know, we can discuss what's considered a great season. Is it going to be the amount of goals he scored last year because he broke the records as a midfielder, right? I don't think he's going to get close to that again this year. But is is he at least being influential with with assists and and making sure that other players on the other team have to you know man him, double team him, et cetera? He may still be able to perform that. But is it is that going to be the flashy results that he had last year? Because goals being scored by a midfielder and breaking records makes news articles. And sure. and and people talk about it. But having a bunch of assists in a position that assists are necessary, that does not make front-page news. And if that doesn't make front-page news the Spartan is in a position to win, that lowers his value. So he almost has to perform more so, um, even at, more out of his mind than he did last year. Do you guys think that he's capable of even being better in terms of the goals? No, I don't think so for his position, right? So... That's that's part of the reason why I think he—it's yeah, like almost fucking himself. Twenty
2: goals, twenty goals
1: like—he'll do twenty, but he, what did he do last year? Thirty something. Thirty-two combined. Right? That's crazy, right? And he's a midfielder.
0: <clears throat> I think he definitely has the quality that he could do it, but I mean, that's it's a, it's a tough ask.
1: He did it last year too under the under the and, and you know I'm sure the belief and the impression two things right every time he scored a goal he closed his ears to show fans that he was immune to their to their. Whistling and they're 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 talking shit of him on social media for being a rat and all that shit Right, and the second thing he did it because he wanted to get the hell out of sporting. So he did it because he needed to he tried his very best and good for him You know, he helped us win games, but he doesn't do it more because he wants to help support He's doing it for himself, bro. These dudes are selfish these days. You got to think about it It's all about money in your pocket You don't know how much money you're gonna make in your short career. It could be a short career um, Is he gonna be as invested this year? I mean, truly, do you guys think that? Do you think he's going into the season, seeing Sporting, you know, already playing the way he they are? You know, um, I don't think so. I really don't.
2: No, he's definitely not, and he definitely wants to leave, and that's just going to add to his frustration. Mm. And they're going to not be it's getting a very bad situation
1: either. for everyone involved. Um, you know, I, I, I would hate to see Veranda to screw this up because it means Sporting loses money. But um, I said in the last podcast, man, I'll say it again. Like I think the time to sell him was at the end of last year. Take one of those offers at 60 million. Lick your wounds and say whatever. Sean Felix made, was for 120 I mean, sure, with caveats or whatever. But um, we did what we did. And now let's go ahead and, and rebuild and pay some bills and keep it moving. But I don't know. Yeah,
0: Steph, what are your, quick, uh, what are your two, uh, two cents on the matter?
3: Oh, well, I think, um, you know, you guys said it all. That, that Bruno Fernandes is a great player, but um, uh, like, like Nando said, we, we are a team that uh, we don't know how to sell. And we have the history. Uh, the only exception was with Bruno Carvalho when we sold João Mário for the $45 million to Inter Milan. And then um, he had a couple of good sales. But besides that, we don't know how to sell. We don't know how to negotiate. George Mins actually, he, he, came, he, came, uh, he came up on the tail end of it, tried to solve the problem, but he didn't have enough time because the market in England closed on Thursday. Um, it's a new thing for the Premier League, but the coaches are already complaining, especially the one coach that complained was the Tottenham coach, Puccini. He said uh, it's not fair for the English teams that, yeah, the Europe has 19 more days to negotiate, and they don't have it. Um, and I agree with him. Uh, the 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 market should close when the seasons uh, begin, um, because even for Bruno Fernandes, we're talking about Bruno Fernandes. I agree with Chris Hernando. Uh, mentally, he's not there because he's he's potentially about to leave to another club still far in Spain or maybe in in Italy um and meant, and that affects the player he's not totally focused and you could see it as much as uh, Sporting and Bruno Fernandez oh yeah they want to say I'm focused he's not because he could leave at any time he could tell his wife and kids hey pack your bags we're leaving and that and that fucks with the people's minds you know even Rafinha now uh now we, he has two teams After him, one from Spain and one from France. Um, That will play with his mind, too. Uh, So, you know, because uh, apparently they want to pay much more than Sporting is paying. So, and like you said, Nando, they have a a short career. They want to make money. So, that's why I don't agree with the market being, being open until the 31st. It should be just like in England on the 9th of August. It should have been closed as well for everybody else. It's not fair for, for managers. It's not fair for the clubs. Um, so, with that said, uh, Juan Felix, he got sold for 126. And Nando hit it on the nail. Jorge Mendes was involved, and he sealed the deal, and he made his money, and Befica still made a lot of money, and João Felix is a good player. I mean, it's not because he came from, Befica, I'm not going to like a, a Portuguese player. I think he's phenomenal. I, I hope he does really well. Because our national uh, team will benefit from that. I'm sportingista, but I've always liked a few players from Benfica, The ones they played well back in the days, Nenev, for example. I think he was an amazing player. Umuzi, I think he was a, a great centre back. shalana So why not? Why can can people like a, a a player from other teams? I don't get that. It's it's stupid. Uh, I think João Felix is going to be a great player, and he's demonstrating so far. He's playing well at Atletico Madrid. He will be. Uh, but with that said, uh, uh, Bruno Fernandez is a great player as well. But because of our history, we're not going to get. We're not going to sell, sell him for seventy million. We should have t- taken the, the last deal from Tottenham, um, and then you know, Fernandez, you know, he should have dealt with uh, with it and accept the sixty million. I think that was the last offer. Six sixty plus ten plus 14. yeah. Plus ten in in in, uh, in uh, objectives, mm-hmm. and he should have taken that deal. I think that would have been a, a great deal, and sp- a couple of sporting that would have said, you know, something. But they would have said something even even if he sold them for se- seventy million. They would have said he should have been sold for eighty million. So I would have taken a deal.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, only the future, I guess, will tell if we if we do end up selling him or uh, if Nothing we ever do see that money again. We're yeah. not
3: gonna sell him for sixty million. Agora que agora fechou a janela fechou meu amigo. He's not gonna. He's not gonna score thirty three goals this year. I hope so. I hope he scores fifty, but I don't think so.
0: I mean, if if he still if he still has a a, a large output, maybe this year getting you know more assists than goals. If he can get like twenty five assists or some shit like that, some crazy number like that. Um, I think I think it'll justify an even higher price. But, obviously, but you gotta right? remember but, who we have so scored. Yeah.
1: Well, Sorry, who's gonna, who's, I was going to say, just remember who the hell we have, you know, finishing for him to get 25 assists. Yeah,
0: true. Exactly. He yeah, has to be the one scoring goals. the goal. That's well, no,
3: the, the problem is not the finishing guys. You guys, I don't know. I have, I have my own opinion. You have your own opinion, of course. Let's let's get that out of the way. But it's a, the problem is the tactic that fucking Kays is using. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit in for, for Bas Doss. He has to go back to a four-four-two. 2 I have to tell you, but he has to go back to a 4-4-2 and then we'll see we'll see Bajdó scoring goals again. He's like a Jardel. Even if we had Jardel, he wouldn't score goals with this tactic that Kazza wants to implement. And he's very calm. For me, he's very calm. I don't need someone like Sapinto, a guy with nerves. I hate that. <laughs> anyway. Anyway... Yeah, let me know when you want to talk modalities because I have a couple of things to mention. That for
0: sure. It was, it was about yeah. to come up next. Um, I mean, I think we, we've said all we have to say about Maritimo Ambrun for lunch. So, yeah, take it away with the modalities before we go uh, uh, to the Twitter question.
3: Okay, I, I won't take too long, but uh, something um, phenomenal happened in the uh, handball Champions League. So now the, uh, the teams that participate in the Champions League, they, they get a cash amount of $800,000. Uh, Euros actually, so that's the whole budget for sporting season for the handball team. So mm. that's awesome news. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So I didn't know about that. I only found out when I was listening to Sporting 160, and Ujoan um, Pedro uh, they mentioned it. Uh, so, so that's phenomenal. That with that said, it means that we could have a really good team uh, and get some really good players with that kind of cash. Um, also the full team is looking really good. Um, we're playing, uh, we won, uh, uh, TASA against, uh, two teams. We, we basically killed them, Bill Nins, A2, and the other team, uh, 12-1 or something. Um, and we play uh for the Super Cup on the 30th of August, which is my birthday. So hopefully they'll win. Shit. Um, and then uh, they, they also have scheduled the, the trophy, the strong uh, trophy for all five modalities, different dates against different teams. Food, our futsal team will play on the 18th of August against Ja uh, of Spain. Then uh, our basketball team will play against Overeins. Oquim Patins will play against St. And volleyball will play against Sporting Club Carlos de Reinha. All the games will be in our pavilion for that uh for the cup. So the modalities they look like they looking pretty good. Uh our ladies uh, now will have a hockey team as well. Our sure. volleyball team for the ladies they've been getting some amazing players too, Brazilian players and so on. Um they they're in the first division. So you know, look it looks really optimistic. And um and uh, that's all I... oh the juniors won uh under-19, they won 4-0. So that, that's that's a good beginning of the season for them. And the Under-23 won 1-0 mm-hmm. against Braga, which that was yeah. a good game as well. Um, our ladies, they uh, participate in different tournaments. Uh, and, uh, hey, it's looking good, everything else, except for our football team, A-Squad. <laughs>
0: yeah, that is also true. That is, a, that is a good perspective to put it in. And not to mention the excitement, uh, at least on my end, for the basketball team to start. Um, Yeah, I'm
3: excited about that. Yeah, me too. Actually,
0: yeah. We're looking like we're constructing a nice little team. We got so you know we'll see. And uh, Um, by the
3: way, it was nice meeting you in New York,
0: buddy. It was it was a pleasure meeting you. And (laughs) you know, I spent almost we spent the entire entire day together, me and Christian. So uh, it was it was super cool meeting you two guys.
2: Yeah, that's cool, man. That was a great couple days, man. It was. It was. If,
3: if, um, if I was si- if I was single, I could tell you we would have <laughs> been we would have been in real trouble. But <laughs> my 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 wife was keeping me on a short leash. <laughs> 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 she didn't yeah. want you out at the bar
2: until two a.m.
3: <laughs> oh man, nice! I'm so oh. jealous. Far- <laughs> we would have definitely gotten laid. <laughs> oh, we still we still live, okay? <laughs> yeah,
0: cuidado,
3: exactly.
2: We'll edit that out later. Yeah,
0: sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it was a pleasure meeting you guys, and also meeting your family stuff. Sorry, I was I got a, I was a little drunk when I entered the stadium. I know this isn't podcast related. If you guys want we can edit this out after? I was a little drunk when I got to the stadium. Uh, and, bro, like, it was just a bunch of Liverpool fans singing, and I was like, fuck it, man, And I was just yelling uh, into, like, your family members' ears. I, like, looking back, I feel really bad for it. And sorry to them. It's cool. But, but it was also, a
3: pleasure to meet Gabriel. Uh, yeah, Johnny John,
0: Johnny, Johnny's Cineiro. a
3: good dude, man.
0: Great dude. Kyle. Shout-out to Kyle. Kiku, Kiku, yeah
3: kiko and his father i mean we got lost together and and then we were following each other and then the blind leaned, leading the blind and shit. <laughs> <laughs> then some random uh, some random person said oh it's that way and i'm like okay take
0: it." it was good it was, the happiness was good while it lasted you know it only lasted about a week but it was good it was a good trip
3: <laughs> Until I got to the Yankee Stadium. When I got to the Yankee Stadium, all I saw was a uh, red sea. I'm like, yeah. "Holy shit!" Yeah,
0: yeah, it, it was crazy. When we were uh, when we were on the subway, we we caught like a Liverpool fan uh, with his son. So we were just chatting up with him. So yeah, I, I didn't expect that many Liverpool fans to be honest.
3: Yeah, they were pretty cool, except for what, yeah. for that one guy in our section saying. Portuguese, <laughs> not Spanish. What the fuck?
2: Yeah.
0: But anyways, uh, let's uh let's move on to uh Twitter questions. Nando, we missed you there, buddy. We wish you uh, were there. no man.
1: man, I was fucking following you guys along on Twitter, like fucking depressed and shit that I couldn't make it, man. But y'all had fun and I'm happy for you guys.
0: Yeah, man. It was a good trip. Um anyways, on to Twitter. Uh, let me share the uh, the screen here. You guys see it, right? Yep. Uh, cool. So, uh, first question comes in from uh, our boy Josie Pereira at Pereira4785. Yes, hypothetically, if Bruno Fernandes sold to Milan and we get Andres Silva uh, as part of the deal, as is the rumor, uh, would Vieto play Fernandes' role? Also, would Silva be an upgrade up front of what we have? Or would, we, or would be just get lost in the shuffle with Dustin Philippe. Uh, Steph, I'll give it to you. Um, what did you think of uh, this rumor with Andres Silva? Do you think it'd be good, bad? Vieto playing in the 10 role. Let me know what you think, dude. Well, no, I
3: think uh, I think um, if, uh, if Andres Silva would come on board, it would definitely fit in the Kaiser's um, tactic, and then um, maybe Bruno Fernandes would have to drop to number eight, then the question would be who'd be the number six, then we would lose Wendell. Um uh, to fit Vieto behind Andres Silva, that would be the only possible scenario. Or or Vieto doesn't play at all. Um but if we would get Andres Silva, I wouldn't say no. I mean, we don't we only have technically two strikers. I don't I don't think Peter is uh registered in uh, to play. So I would welcome him seriously. Um, he's a good striker. He just got hurt and his his knee's been banged up, but now I think he's back in full speed. So I would like to see him. Yeah.
0: Fair enough. And uh, Christian, I'll 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 throw this one off to you. With uh, what did you, do you think Vieto would would then fit in with the uh, Fernand's role, or how do you see that playing out?
2: Um. I the the positions that I've seen him play like uh mostly wide on the left and uh attacking mid um I he did the one game the the Liverpool game he played uh he played in the 442 with Luis Felipe as the second striker I would like to see a bit more of that because if it was Andre Silva then maybe I think um maybe um, as the second striker in a four four two, but I mean, I, I mean, Andre Silva has played as the, the lone man up top uh, for the national team in the four through three, and he's also played up top with Ronaldo in a four four two. But I, I guess at the same time, Ronaldo doesn't really have a position, um, sure. so maybe, maybe Vieto plays more um, as a traditional center mid, and then Bruno Fernandes is kind of that attacking player that doesn't really have a position and it's Andre Silva up top, so I don't fucking know. Um, I truthfully don't think that this deal is going to happen, but... Yeah, same. Um, also, I'm sure his salary isn't um, the lowest salary in the world, um, I would imagine. So I'm not sure how the fuck we would pay him either. I also wouldn't be surprised if uh,
0: when Porto sold him to AC, he, they put it um, an anti-rival clause on there, too. So, Haven't heard anything about that. Me neither, but... I wouldn't be surprised if they if they if they didn't or if they did, um, but I mean, hey, if this is a rumor, or if, if there's any truth to it, maybe they didn't.
2: That means Baz Dost has no, to go no. because we can't pay. I, we I'm can't pretty pay sure he's. Money. I'm pretty sure Dost is gone.
0: Um, I mean, I just seen the covers of the of the of uh, I think it was Ricard just now or Jogu, saying that uh, you know we're we're trying to play Dost into the into the market. There was rumors yesterday, the day before, about Lazio being interested. Um, I, think, I think he's almost as good as sold. Especially if, if Fernandes isn't gone, somebody has to be gone. So if it's, it might be Dost and Acuña, or just maybe Acuña. But I, I see one of those two going for sure. Do you know how much he makes a year? Dost? Yeah. I, I think it's like 2 million
2: or something like that. 3. 6. Three? He six? Makes 6 million euros a year. He's the highest oh, paid player God. in the it's Portuguese league. Who's in a pay six? Well, 6, six and money. then he gets... That's he his gets salary. Three, That's what I'm saying. His three, salary. Two. No, that's what I'm saying. Who would pay
0: him six million if he wanted to leave? Or if he doesn't want to leave? No we're gonna have
2: to take a loss. We bought him for ten. We'll be lucky to get ten back. We're not getting twenty or eighteen. Unless maybe China,
3: hopefully. (laughs) Yeah, the Chinese wanna He doesn't want to
2: (laughs) Sorry, man. He doesn't want to go to
3: China. Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't want to go to China. He said he'd only go to to England or Germany. And then the only market open now is Germany. Yeah, true.
2: Those top top German teams don't want any part in that. Yeah, even if they they have some
3: money, but they're
0: way too smart to even want to waste that. Especially his last season at Wolfsburg was garbage, so... (laughs) Yeah, for real. Anyways, next question comes in from Guilherme Almeida at G-U-I-L-L-E-S-C-S-P-17. He asks, after the draw over the weekend, do you see Sporting flipping the switch and improving to possibly win the title, or are we going to have a mediocre third-place season? I know it's early, but just food for thought. And what do we need to improve to obtain that much desired first? Thanks for your question, Guillermo. Uh, I'll throw it off to you, Nando. What do you think?
1: Um, absolutely think that we are definitely on our way to a mediocre third-place season. Yeah. I think that if we um, want to have any chance... At winning this title, not only do we have to improve drastically, but we have to hope that a Benfica falls off the wagon a little bit there, that they just can, you know, start having some some bad stretches of games. And I don't see Benfica having a bad season. Um, I don't think they'll have a fun like perfect season, but I don't th- I don't see them having a bad season. Um, and then Porto, you know, is Porto going to have a horrible season? Or are they going to have uh, a better season? You know, it's, it's this is a weird start for Porto. So there's a lot of stuff that. You know, not only do we have to control ourselves, but, you know, we got to hope that our rivals, um, you know, don't do that well. And with everything that we've seen so far and everything we've discussed already today and after the Bifiga game, too many question marks. We might very well lose our best player. We're not going to replace him with another top of the line player or someone else that's going to come in and just replace him, you know, tit for tat. So, uh, honestly, we're on our way to another third place, third to fourth place finish.
0: Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Sadly, but I agree. Uh, next question comes in from David Claudio at David Strife thirty five. Yes, tell me what you think about these three coaches: Ibu Vieira, who's at Dimare; Silas, who's at Sad, and our former sub twenty three coach Alexandre Santos. Uh, and if any of them would be a good coach for Sporting, I'd uh, quickly in my two my two cents. I think two of two of the three would be good. I think. I've been calling for Celsios for for years on this podcast. Um Vieira, I, I had question marks on him, but he's looking good so far. I don't, I believe Gimenez has yet to lose a game this season, being really impressive in in the Europa League as well. Um Alessandro Santos, I wasn't too impressed with uh what I what I seen from uh the under 23s last season. But Christian, what do you think on the yeah, two managers?
2: Yeah, I uh I really like US. Um I think he's a smart coach. Um, he always plays the big three well, except uh, <laughs> the aforementioned. The eight one. Game. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> really the only time where they've uh, they've shit the bed, but they've taken a lot of points off of the big three um, since he's been in charge. Um, Ivo Vieta had a really good season last year. Um, it's obviously going to be very difficult to replicate that, um, but you know, I still think he's a good coach. Um Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Um, Silas has proved it a bit more than Evu Vieta, so this will be a big year for him in terms of backing it up and not just being a one-hit wonder. Um, But, uh, yeah, yeah, it will be interesting to see how that, um, you know, dynamic shakes out and, you know, what a potential power struggle. um, Internally, it would be if Kaiser were to get sacked. Yeah, agreed. Um,
0: next question comes in from Casa de Paiva at MPaiva7. He asks, what are your biggest concerns going into the new season? Which areas do you think need big adjustments? Steph, I'll give the one off to you. Um, repeat the question again. Uh, biggest concerns going into the new season, and which areas do you think need big adjustments?
3: Ooh, uh that's, that's a tough one. We need... Uh, yeah. We need uh, uh, new upper management. We need new coaching staff. We need uh, a, a number six immediately. Yeah. We don't have a number six.
0: Good.
3: I mean, uh, um, Dumbia is not gonna last forever. He's a young kid still. He's gonna make his mistakes. We need a striker. I mean, goddamn, we need a new team. Uh, <laughs> uh, we we are in extremely bad shape, and I think this is more. It's aggravate. It's it's the aggravation of it has a lot to do with the style of coaching of Kaiser losing five nothing and for example gives them two days off. Yeah. In the, in, the, in the Portuguese culture it doesn't fit and now our mentality is like what the fuck they just lost five nothing <laughs> so he gives them two days off. So, his, his philosophy doesn't fit in, in our culture. And Silas, he, I think he would be a perfect fit because he would go over there and he would speak pro- proper Portuguese with them. Assim, umas caralhadas. Say, epa, como é que esta merda? É o que aqui. And that's what we need. We need someone decisive, with authority, que veja assim, o murro na mesa. I don't think we'll go too far with Kaze. He's demasiado calmo. Até a mim me dá dois cabeças. <laughs> okay, and that's it.
0: <laughs> agreed, stuff. Agreed. Um, next uh, not a question. Johnny Signero chimes in saying too many questions to ask. That's very true, dude. Very Johnny. true. <laughs> Johnny. Yeah, next question comes in from uh, Bruno at BrunoSKO23. He asks, are sporting in, in a crisis? Is it time to panic? Um, Nando, I'll give that one off to you, dude. Right yes is, it, Martins, uh, as as
1: Yes go ahead and hit the the blow horn <laughs> Go ahead go go ahead and sound the alarm <laughs> um <laughs> but no but seriously uh you know, panic, right? What, what's panic to us after eighteen years of not winning the title? We're fucking used to this shit, right? So we're gonna, <laughs> <That's very true. laughs> we're, gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna sit around and we're gonna laugh it off in our depressed voice and shit and we're gonna, you know, log off and, and go on Twitter and be like, Hey man, there's always next game. Um but it's 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 fucking old, man. I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm just so tired many, of it. I'm fucking we've tired.
0: In, we've been in so many crises. I don't even what? know if one ended,
3: bro. I think we've been, I we're listen, still in the good I, I have the solution. I have the solution. What is it? I just bought a metraquil, Sporting Benfica in Casa Vincent. That's
0: the only way, man. That's the only way. <laughs> After the five nothing uh, loss, I went on my PS4, put it on uh, on semi pro, and just slapped Benfica like eight nothing, bro, just to get them. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, that's right, <laughs> that's right. Came <laughs> um, on Last question uh, comes in from our boy Kevin Fernandes at K 1906. Um, he asks, how long do you give Kaiser to turn things around and get us back to what uh, to what we to where when uh, what? So what we were, oh, it's what we were when he started. Sorry, I don't know how to read. <laughs> um, <laughs> Christian, I'll throw that one off to you.
2: Uh, I think it's kind of a, it's going to obviously depend on the team's performances, um, but it's also going to be relative as well. Um, so as long as we're scraping results enough to stay in the title race, I think that his job is safe. But if we start dropping points, maybe maybe because winning and by the end of September, we're already like nine points back. Um, then I think that he is in serious jeopardy. Um, we're going to find out a lot about them this weekend. Um, I seriously don't know what to expect. Uh, you know, Braga looks pretty good. You know, we will be at home at least. Um, And I'm not sure what the fan reaction will be to if they come out and are flat. Um, You know, how they'll respond to getting whistled at. Uh, So, you know, should be interesting. Um, Yeah, realistically, he has until uh, probably like... I guess like the end of September. That's like seven games to... To get his sh- shit together. True. Yeah. I'll say.
3: I'll say. I, I, I'll say. I'll say until the fourth round. That's it.
2: Yeah. sir. Nando,
0: what do you think? I'm giving the predictions, um, I guess.
1: I. Fuck, dude. Like it's. I agree with you guys. I honestly, I, I'm trying to think of something else to say, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just so damn pessimist at this fucking point, and yeah. I hate being that way. I. I do. I agree with uh, every single one of you. Just truthfully,
0: I'm giving him until October because I I don't see him
1: like. I I don't think he. I think Verandes is going to panic. I think Verandes is over his head. I think Verandes is in a position where he shouldn't be in, and therefore he's going to try to do something crazy, something drastic. I think we're just going to go back to signing somebody else, spending some more money, giving another guy half a season, and we go over and over again with this cycle. Um. Like everyone has said here, and like Steph uh, has said multiple times today by himself, uh, Verandas, I'm sorry, uh, Kaiser is well above his 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 duty for this league. He's is not for him. He's too nice. He's too calm. He's too polite. If you don't know the Portuguese meaning, the Portuguese way, they're gonna eat you up. And he's not being you know crucified, if you will, okay. But he's totally okay with just going at it from a very casual approach, like all his. Post-game, you know, interviews are very much like, you know, we needed to be pre- prepared better. We weren't. Let's go at the next game. And then the game ends and it's like, well, let's go back to the drawing board and let's prepare better for the game after that. Okay, great. Fuck it, man. Like, yeah. He'll, if we're not in it by December, he's out for sure. Um, but at the end of the season, he's out for sure anyway. So it doesn't matter when he's out.
3: It's it's not It's not only that. The thing is. You could be calm like he is, but know how to beat a game and know yeah. when to make your substitutions, know how to intervene. Because, because, you know, I hate to bring it up again, but the truth must be said. When you look at the uh, uh, Befika because Brun lies, he's very polite, very professional. He never attacks his rivals, he's, he's an exception to the rule in the Befika uh, nation. But but he knows how to read the game. He knows how to make substitutions, and and you know, and he has a young team. It's it's all from the Benfica B team. So we need to get someone. And and uh, the, his upper management, they're supporting him. They're not intervening. All the changes he made, he made them. He told his, uh, 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 Flipo uh, uh, Vieira and uh, the rest of. Uh, can, uh, I want to make these changes and you guys are going to support me. And that's what they did. Kaiser's not doing that. He's not making any changes. He's not betting on the ac- now economy. We, we're loaning all of them, even Il Fernandes, after corner. You already spoke about the Turkish, Udimiral. We sold them for peanuts. Uh, another player, that the other center, young center back, we also sold them. So, Oh, oh, we're doing the opposite of uh, our neighbor. Our neighbor e- is eating us alive and teaching us a lesson on how we should manage a team and take advantage of the academy. It's not cheap to run an academy, to, 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 uh, to bring this place up from year under 15 to under 17, under 19, under 23, and then we just let them go after spending millions of dollars uh, euros on them. So that's why we fell in. We fell in because, like, like you said, Uvarandes is over his head. He doesn't know what to do. He's listening to multiple people, and he doesn't know. He doesn't know how to run such a big soccer team, either uh, such a club. He, he's way out of his league.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Anyways, thank you all for for your questions on Twitter. Um, we really appreciate it. Shout out to all of you guys. And uh, last but not least, uh, let's preview um, this Sunday's game. Uh, a horrible time at four PM our time. That's nine PM in Portugal. Um, way to go, league! Uh, you know the league promised uh, better better oh, timing for these on games on a Sunday. Yeah. On a Sunday as well. Yeah, exactly. It might depend
3: from Braga if they want to come to Lisbon or they'll get so back to by three o'clock in the morning.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's 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 again horrible, and and has been, Sporting's been getting the short end of these sticks uh, as of last year, and now starting this year too. It's been horrible timing. I mean, I, mean
3: I understand why because Braga plays on Thursday.
0: So play Saturday. Oh, oh they no. played on Thursday. Fair, yeah, you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 30. but you then don't have the game at four p.m. Have it at one thirty. You know, instead of Gimenez Povista playing at one thirty, they Sporting Braga could have played. And that's uh, 1.30, 6.30 Portuguese time. Pretty pretty decent hour, I'd say. But...
3: It, it could have been Braga requesting to play that late. Don't forget that.
0: Yeah, it's fair. It could be. It could be. Anyways, um, quick preview on the games. Uh, Braga did win 3-1 against Mouradis over the weekend, where um, I think the, the game after uh, we tied. Uh, but what are your quick thoughts on the game? Steph, I'll start it off with you.
3: I'm just going to give you my prediction. I think we're going to lose 3-1.
0: Fair enough, uh, Christian. How about you, dude?
2: Uh, I think we're gonna draw one-one.
0: Nando.
1: Yup, draw one-one.
0: Yeah, I was I was leaning there too. I think a nil-nil or one-one draw as well, um, which is sad, really sad. But I I also don't I wouldn't be surprised if we lost because uh, I seen more of that Braga game, uh, Braga murines and uh, they're not that bad this year. Uh Braga's not bad at all.
3: Don't get um, me wrong, I want to win, but I think yeah, same.
0: Uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised if it was another if it was a 3-1 spanking either stuff though to be honest And like um, and
3: like and like Nando said it's so sad to say we're getting used to it like okay yeah. We lost again. It's like not a big deal anymore
0: honestly, uh, Like Nando said too. It's like a rival drops points and it's almost expected of us to
3: <laughs> Yeah,
0: anyways Okay <laughs> to end this on a sober note one, uh, one,
1: one, one quick thing. I just wanted to jump sure, in there, guys, because sure. I, I meant to um, get you guys' opinion on this. Do you guys remember reading the report last week or some something like that where they talked about how much each one of the big stadiums cost in Portugal when they were made? Uh-huh. And how fucking much more Sporting's fucking stadium cost compared yeah. to Portos and Befica? What the fuck?
0: And how more does it looks, the cost? And it, looks, and it looks like how it looks like. Well, like, you know?
1: dude, like it's not even like Oh my goodness! It was like Sporting was like about an like a I don't know, man. I'm just kidding. I think it was like at least fifteen million more than Porto's, but there it was the most by far. But yeah, I think it, it somehow was the cheapest and yet the biggest. Um, and then Porto's was cheaper than Sporting's. Like, and then it looks the way it looks and it functions the way it functions. Like, what in the actual fuck happened there? Yeah, I, don't know. I was just it, shocked it, it, that it more Sportingistas didn't show more concern with that. You know what I mean? Like how much money that cost us to get us what we have.
3: Yeah. It's because, it was because of the color of the chairs.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> put a Prius there. So nice. But for at
0: least in the stadium, it was already slaying, even from the top. Remember that? No, I'm never, I'm it. never gonna
3: forget. Like I had oh. a. Uh... <laughs> oh, you mean the roof?
0: Yeah, remember I when the a... roof was falling apart. That's why it's so cheap. <laughs> okay, probably. <laughs> cheap and big. That was like a
3: bivara of the Hey, but they're playing well and they winning.
0: Yeah, we can't say much. We can't say
1: much.
3: And this time it's it's not about corruption or anything. We just we just oh,
1: suck. And uh um and somebody somebody on Twitter tweeted the other day too that I, I loved. Um it could have been bancado de Leon from one sixty, but they had said that uh everything you need to know about how Sporting's future and present and wrapped up in the fact that Luis Filipieira Bruno and um, Pedro Guerra, and there was somebody else, have all complimented and yeah. defended Sporting this year. Yeah, Luis Felipe, after the Supertaça, said we need a, a Sporting Forte. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate you so much for that. You've had Pedro Guerra say, Oh, meu, o Sporting este ano tem uma outra atitude. O Sporting uma equipa bem organizada. It has to be Forte. It's all cute how they come out and, and, and are looking at it. Acusar, merda agora mas essa merda
0: They accomplished what they wanted to do, which was... The, they
3: oh, did. Exactly. Yes, they did. So the I'm thing to take away acusar. from
1: that is yeah. we know why they are saying what they're saying. And the fact that we are supposed to just accept that, anytime your rival is okay with your current situation, you know you're mm-hmm. fucked.
3: The, the thing is, I'm glad that, that people are realizing that Verandes is over his head. And whoever voted for him now, they, they have to swallow their pride and admit it. Uh, wh- you know, knock on wood, I hope Sporting is campeão, And then, man, we're all celebrating and he's very successful. But so far, that's not, that's not what we see.
0: Yeah, far from that. Anyways, guys, um, unless anything else wants to be said... That is a, a wrap of uh, podcast number 50. I just wanted to quickly congratulate all four of us on, uh, on 50 podcasts on the 160 name and to uh, another another 50. Um, you know uh, So thank you guys for, for all joining us here and, and thank everybody else for, uh, thanks everybody for, for listening in, tweeting in, retweeting, liking, following us on, on Twitter, on Instagram. Of course, you know some of you even bought some of the merch. Uh, which we greatly appreciate, which is still up on Spreadshirt, um, subscribers on YouTube as well. Thank you just all for the, for the, for the support. We really do appreciate it. Um, even when things are bad like this, you know, uh, it, it's a place for us to vent our frustrations on, on, on sporting. And, uh, you know, I, I think I could speak for all four of us here at, uh, this has been a pretty, uh, a pretty fun and, and cool little, little hobby we have. And, uh, definitely want to want to continue it uh from going you know so yeah congratulations on uh 50 podcast boys oh
1: yeah uh, man it's been
3: yeah. fun thank
0: you yeah. congratulations sure. yeah anyways that was uh podcast number 50 thank you all for listening and um yeah we'll end it like we normally do viva sporting viva sporting.
1: Vivo sporting guys